Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. My name is Brady. I will be your host here tonight. I am joined, of course, by my lovely co-host, Alyssa Hood. That was uh, me. On a night where the Winnipeg Jets slay their demon. The the team they could not beat, the big, bad San Jose Sharks. Uh, <laughs> a very fun game tonight. The Jets end up winning 6-2. Uh, lo- lots of good vibes in the in the Canada Life Center these days. It's been it's been a roller coaster of a season. Uh, we're gonna break down the game. We're gonna talk about playoffs and where this is all kind of leading. Uh, but before we get into all that, uh, make sure you guys get in on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. Every hit, every shot, every goal uh, from all your favorite teams and players. Um, with competitive odds, the best it live in play, and more ways than ever to get into the game, like Minute Madness, our exclusive game with so many opportunities to win by the minute. Download the app in Ontario, use the QR code at the bottom of the screen, or head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn to get started 19+. Please play responsibly. Of course, if there are any issues with that, please do consult the resources in the description. Alyssa! How are you doing Hi. tonight? How you feeling after this big Jets win? I'm so good. I'm just happy. <laughs> I just, I miss being so happy about hockey. You know, I was telling my parents and I was like, oh my gosh, like Brady and I have three games in four days this week and I am ecstatic about it. I'm literally in final season. I'm drowning in homework, drowning in exams, but I'm like, no, this is just, it's so exciting. I'm so happy. They gave me something to be real happy about tonight. There we have Jake who was in the chat early on. Um, saying congrats to beating the 29th place team. This is the team the Winnipeg Jets <laughs> could not beat this year. Yes, this is our Stanley Cup. It was a huge, huge win for them. Um, obviously, we know what the odds are now. They're fantastic. I have the uh, Nashville Calgary on in the background to keep some tabs on that. But overall, the Jets controlled what they could tonight to to help secure their place, and it was it was a fun game to watch. Absolutely, it was it was very good, and, and it is nice to see uh, see some some air being breathed into some oxygen being breathed into the fan base. Uh, I was at the game the other night on Saturday, and boy, it was loud in there. Uh, I didn't seem you know incredibly loud here tonight. I would say. Uh, but I don't think it was because the Jets didn't really need the encouragement from the crowd. They kind of, uh, you know, took it upon themselves to get themselves back in this game. They didn't really need the help. Uh, but the crowd certainly didn't, uh, you know, wasn't against them. There was no booing or anything tonight because, uh, you know, the Jets, the Jets all around played really well. Like this was a a, a great showing by the team. Um, I am just curious, you know, the Jets have been playing pretty well as of late you know of course there's the game against calgary where you know things don't necessarily go our way but other than that the past you know four or five games have been pretty good for the jets uh and i am just curious Liz, what how were you feeling what did you think uh when the jets went down 20 seconds into the game eric carlson rips a shot on almost right away uh, whoa, <laughs> I see your and reaction and I see Noah in the chat saying Nashville's up one Who nil. is that man who just scored? I don't know. I've never seen that name in my entire <laughs> life. I'm going to have to pull I it up on the my Nashville end. Predators. They're so funny. But I was feeling, and I told Brady, I really wanted to talk about this um, at some point during the show. I just, um, you know, and I asked him if I could play a song and he's like, no, we'll get copyrighted, but I'll sing it for you from High School Musical 3, cinematic masterpiece. The boys are back. The boys are back. Right? Because four Four weeks ago, three weeks ago, even two weeks ago, maybe a little bit le- like in that stretch when things are really going poorly, 
if the Winnipeg Jets had given up a goal that early on to a team that they hadn't been able to beat all year, that would have been game over for them, right? That would have been it. This team has been so in their heads. They haven't been able to generate things when they've been frustrated and all that. And that was not the case at all tonight. And they came back firing on all cylinders after that goal. Obviously, um, Eric Carlson need to give a special shout out. So happy for him. I do not care that he scored two goals against my team tonight. I love that player. Super happy for him uh, for er, hitting that milestone. First player in 25 years or whatever to do it. Um, Lucas, yes, Nashville is live right now. They're, They're up and they're 13 minutes left in the first. But I was really happy to see that for him. Um... But obviously the San Jose Sharks scoring is not what I wanted to see that early on. And the Winnipeg Jets came back and they were not phased by that. And they played a fantastic game after that. So I think that that was huge for them. I was, I, I laughed actually. I, I laughed quite hard um, and I was a little bit worried. And then Dubois comes back and scores that goal. And I was like, you know what? I'm not worried. I'm not scared. Yeah, it was it was great to see that, you know, this didn't really deflate the tires and actually gives me a little more optimism about the Jets going forward. Because, you know, the, the big issues that we've felt with this team has always been kind of, you know, mental as well as effort related. And, you know, it just goes to show. And of course, you know, I, I think that it is important to remember this is the Sharks as uh, who was it? Was it Jake earlier in the chat was saying, you know, it's the 29th place team. No need to plan the parade or anything. Um I am I'm I'm I am just glad to see that there was uh especially considering the you know the the mind games that they might have the Jets may have had coming into this game with how all the previous uh you know matchups against the Sharks have been uh the, the Jets were able to get themselves back in 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 the thick of things and you know kept kept uh playing hard you know despite the fact that they went down early uh i know it's a low bar but at the you know at the same time it's as you said you know the jets of two weeks ago likely don't you know uh give out that effort uh once they go down uh 20 seconds in um so you know mentioning the fact that this is the 29th place team i have to ask you Liz, would you say that this game was one where the Jets uh, were, you know, the Jets won, or would you say that necessarily the Sharks uh, lost just out of pure fact that they are a worse team and maybe how that kind of uh, affects, you know, how the game was played? Uh, do you think that this type of effort, the, the way the Jets played, uh, would have worked against, you know, let's just say Calgary because, uh, you know, that's a game that they had in the middle of the streak of them playing well? I think this is a game that looked more like a San Jose Winnipeg game in April should look. I think it was a little bit of a combination of both um, where the San Jose Sharks are just not as strong of a team. And this Winnipeg Jets team has everything to be playing for right now, whereas San Jose doesn't. So I think there's a little bit of a combination of that. But I think this team played tonight. I don't think they just... You know, sometimes when when efforts are kind of net neutral between two teams, neither team looks like they're overly engaged. Um, the team with the better players will win, and that's just the way it goes. I think the Winnipeg Jets were the team with the better players, but I I think they played hard tonight. Um, and I don't know. I think this is the kind of outcome that they should have been expecting in the games when they played San Jose earlier this season. But I don't know. I, I just I think. I'm just going purely based off of vibes right now. Like that's just kind of my whole thing is like the vibes are just so much better. This looked like a team that was all on the same page with a lot of things and ready to go. Yeah. I, I, I think I would agree with you and, and regardless, you know, 
you have to take a game at face value at the end of the day. You can you can always say, oh, it was the 29th place team. Uh, regardless, this was a game that the Jets needed to win and come out and have a big effort again, uh, on, especially considering, you know, three games left in the season. Two of them are against uh, teams that, you, you know, in your division uh, near the top that are battling for that top spot. Uh, this was a game that they needed to win. And, you know, I... I will say I do think that uh, you know this game would have likely gone a bit of a different way if they played against a harder team. In my opinion, uh, I think that the Jets yeah, would would not have been able to uh, maintain as much zone time as they did, uh, mm-hmm. as well as create and you know naturally through that is kind of the Mark Shifley way of him saying you know I prefer to try and break down teams' offenses rather than just firing them on net. But what I really, really liked about the t- the game that the Jets played tonight was that they were they were driving the net. They were playing like how they should. This is uh, the the Rick bonus system. They got a ton of shots. Um, but if you look at the goals here tonight, like okay, so the you know the power play goal we can we can isolate that one because it's a power play. But regardless, they get the puck to the slot. Uh, they find a way to create a uh, a, a high danger slot sh- shot for Dubois. There, uh, those are are tough ones to stop. Re- no matter who's in net, uh, you look past that. You look at the the la- the second goal uh, was you know completely caused by uh, Nino Niederreiter sticking with the puck. Um, every single one of the goals here tonight, pretty much, uh, you could say was was due to the Jets going to the net, whether it was, you know, Connor tipping a goal in, creating traffic in front, uh, Appleton gets a rebound goal off of, you know, a, a shot that was kind of tipped from the middle. Um, every single one of these goals are what you want to see and the goals that we need to see the Jets creating for them to have any sort of success in the playoffs. Um, so I will say, you know, uh, you know, take it, with a grain of salt if you want, because it was against the San Jose Sharks who maybe aren't the most structured team. Um, but it at least goes to show that the Jets knew how to create uh, shots and, and chances that are going to be beneficial to them in the future. Yeah, honestly, I have a little less patience than you do for the this is the San Jose Sharks thing, because, yeah, it is a terrible hockey team. Um, but we've seen that they can beat the Winnipeg Jets because of how down on themselves the Winnipeg Jets will get against teams and players. We know what James Reimer has been able to do in the last game or two against the Jets and whatnot. Like, I, I take this win and I I commend the goodness that I saw in this game, regardless of the opponent. I, I completely agree. Um, just based on, uh, you know, this is maybe something we want to tackle quickly because we're getting a couple questions in the chat. I see you're already kind of addressing them. But uh, from Balvinder Singh, uh, do we want Calgary to win or Nashville? One of them essentially gets eliminated tonight. Uh, I'm curious what you think uh, on this here, if you are specifically cheering for either team um, or, you know, what you think the ideal uh, route is to confirm the Jets getting into the playoffs. Yeah, so I still consider Calgary to be much more of a threat than the Nashville Predators, just as far as um, the schedule they have left. Of course, they have um, San Jose left to play, and Nashville has to play Minnesota and Colorado. Um, So not that either of these teams making the... like. It's us or them at this point, so I don't care which of them is a better or worse team. Um, Strength of schedule favors the Calgary Flames. Points currently favor the Calgary Flames. Um, So I'm cheering for Nashville tonight. Um, But above all, I'm cheering for a regulation win. I don't want a three-point game out of this one. Um, So 
by process of elimination that leads to me wanting um nashville to win in regulation um worst case scenario for me is calgary winning in overtime yeah absolutely and uh with the way it sits right now the jets are sitting at uh 93 points uh essentially they just need to get to 94 uh in order to you know punch their ticket to the uh the playoffs they still have two games left you just need to get one point um which is very very doable to you know ensure uh, you know, th- just through your own efforts that you will make playoffs. Uh, obviously, you know, the 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 worst thing that could happen for the Jets, the worst way the Jets could make playoffs is uh, they trip and fall over this, themselves over the next two games. Uh, and then, you know, both <laughs> whoever, whoever, whoever it is that wins tonight between Nashville and uh, and Calgary ends up also tripping over themselves uh, and just allowing the Jets to get in. But um, but yeah, regardless, they, they just need to get to 94 points and then they are officially in just based on uh, they do hold the the regulation overtime wins um, tiebreaker. Um but either way, it is looking very probable that the Jets will make playoffs. It's sitting, I think, around uh, 89, 90% uh, just based off of Money Puck's model. Uh, so, you know, good, you know, you might be a good idea to start, you know, washing those whiteout clothes, putting a little bleach on them, making sure they're an extra bright. Uh, you know that Liz and I are, are praying and hoping that the Jets make it in. Uh, we really do enjoy doing these streams with you guys and uh, doing them during the whiteout would be phenomenal um coming back the atmosphere to atmosphere of winnipeg jets fans oh. in the playoffs is just it's a different animal it's, it's so fun it's everything immaculate. is fun it's so good i i but then I, the heartbreak I, is worse so <laughs> i love this fan base it's funny i was so looking forward to uh you know at the start of the year you know if the jets do make playoffs i'll finally get to go to uh the street parties because when i was uh when they last were in the playoffs uh prior to COVID, i was working at the rink so i actually wasn't able to go to the street uh parties because you know it was I was in the rink, uh, were, uh, working. Um, but now look at it again. Uh, we'll be having to work the games once again. So, uh, regardless though, I am just excited for the, the all around atmosphere, you know, just even seeing like the, the way the fans act on, on Twitter. Like I, I'm, I'm just excited. Hopefully we get another rendition of the, the go jets go, uh, <laughs> songs. Uh, I love the, um, the remix that they did for that one. Uh, I would love to hear another one and get another video for that uh, personally. But anyways, enough about playoffs. We'll get there eventually, um, hopefully. And uh, let's return back to this game here. Uh, Liz, I'm just curious. Was there any player here tonight that you wanted to give maybe, uh, you know, a player of the game uh, you wanted to shine a little bit of light on to? Uh, who do you think had a fantastic evening here tonight? Yeah, so I definitely liked a lot of players, um, but I want to talk a little bit about Dylan DeMello in particular. He gets my uh, extra gold star of the game today just because, once again, I will always sing the praises of this player because best of times, worst of times, this is a player that when he's on the ice in the offensive zone, a lot of chances are created indirectly because of him, because of the way that he controls the blue line extremely well um, and possesses the puck up there. Possession time was obviously in the favor of the Jets tonight. And when that happens, um, you see what he's capable of doing and what he's capable of helping align with. So 
he gets my extra gold star of the game today because I think a lot of the really good offensive possession and whatnot that we saw came from his contribution there. And I think in general, um, he and a lot of the other defensemen I thought were pinching really well tonight in the way that they were taking a couple extra chances. We know that since the beginning of the season, Rick Bonus has wanted active D, active D. I think if I say active D one more time, I'm going to freak out and ram my own head into a wall because we've been saying it for 80 games, right? Um, but in a game like this, when two big factors are at play where one this team really needs a win and they really need goals. And two, it's the San Jose Sharks, right? It's a team that doesn't have as aggressive and as talented of offense that you have to be necessarily as worried of them coming on you like white on rice, right? Early on at the top of the blue line, you have a little bit of that extra time, that extra split second to make the decision. So I think I like the way a lot of the defensemen played tonight in the offensive zone, but he gets my extra kind of merit tonight. Absolutely. And I, I, he, I, I think you, you, you said it perfectly. He he provides such an underrated thing to the Jets. Like he also just provides such like he's just an anchor point for Josh Morrissey that kind of allows him to uh, create the offense that he does. Uh, as well as you know he's sneakily good offensively. He's great at holding the line, uh, and he's got a pretty decent shot now that he's kind of getting to to get it off these days. Um, so really big, really happy. Nice to see him get an assist on the Connor goal there. Uh, also, we got to give an, uh, a shout out to uh, Josh Morrissey, 500th game, uh, gets a couple points here tonight. Uh, really happy for him. It was you know actually it was a it was a milestone night all around the NHL. I think Claude Giroux hit his a thousandth. Uh, Joe Pavelski Pavelski did, did. Uh, of course, Eric Carlson hitting 100. Um, It's a fun time of the season to to see uh, both the seasonal, uh, you know, merits all coming together. Uh, But anyways, uh, coming back to the player of the game, I I just wanted to say my personal player of the game was Nino Niederreiter. Like he, oh man, he has had such an effect on this Jets team since joining. Uh, You know, he comes in immediately and into a team that is currently just right in rock bottom. And he provides kind of this new dynamic to them uh, where he's able to grind a little bit more, provide a, uh, you know, provide a, an offensive touch where it's, it's much more simple, just going to the net, driving the net. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Guys? Yeah, I can hear you. You're good. Sorry. That's my bad. Uh, everyone. I'm sorry. Uh, He's so but, excited. He probably unplugged his mic. And was like, I did. I actually did. That, is that exactly what happened? <laughs> I can't see Brady right now. So I'm just guessing. I just know him that well. It's been a long season together. But. It has. Yeah. Um. But but even just like just looking at the Lowry goal, like just seeing the fact that Nino like just stuck with that puck, of course, on the wraparound, uh, he completely provided, you know, that goal right there was was all his effort to stay stick with the puck um on the the Appleton goal he's the one who gets the initial kind of uh tip off of a uh, an Adam Lowry pass into the middle uh which then provides the rebound to uh to Mason Appleton and I'm pretty sure he was also the one screening on the um on the the Josh Morrissey goal where he just walked in and ripped one right over I believe so yeah right over James Reimer's shoulder and so I I just I love everything that Nino Niederreiter has brought to this team and uh bumping him down to the third line you know initially I wasn't a huge fan of it because I thought you know Mark Shifley needed a guy like him to play with which Rick Bonus just went, I guess you'll play with Dubois, who's kind of the centerman version of that, um, and maybe a little more skilled. But uh, I've just loved Nino Niederreiter's addition to that third line. It, it, the fact that, you know, Rick Bonus is playing 
that third line like it's a second line. Um, he's providing, I found, uh, a, a little bit more offense to, uh, you know, Lowry and Mason Appleton. Um, but yeah, he, he's just been fantastic. And I, th- I thought tonight he had a fantastic game. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely wanted to talk about that line as well, because like you said, um, they are playing them a little bit like a second line. And the thing is, I don't want Adam Lowry playing second line minutes on my team, but it's inevitable. You know that that's the way that the coach is going to be deploying these players a little bit. So I think playing him with a player like Nino Niederreiter is an ideal situation for this team. And I'm the same page as you are. I didn't like it at the beginning, but Adam Lowry is one of the hardest working Winnipeg Jets night in, night out. Like, for example, on one of the goals tonight, there was someone I can't even keep track. Just, you know, the face off and lost the puck a little bit and just lunges and falls to swipe that puck and gain the possession. Like just that extra step Adam Lowry is always willing to take to help regain possession is something that I really like about him as a player. So that finally in combination with a player who has a little bit more of that finesse and ability to cram the net and actually you know manage the pucks properly down there I think is a fantastic fit and it's been working out for them really really well because they're utilizing that line a lot of course as we know like they're they're going to be playing a ton and you know Niederreiter just crashes the net and Mason Appleton is kind of a versatile player he doesn't do a whole ton anywhere um but you know, for example, like on his goal tonight, right? Like he's in the right spot. Nino Niederreiter's in the right spot. Adam Lowry helps out there. Everyone's doing what they need to do. So I think having a little bit more skill with Adam Lowry, um, that's what I was hoping to see with Morgan Barron when they were playing them earlier. And we were maybe getting there. Uh, but Nino Niederreiter is a better player than Morgan Barron. And I think this is the type of line that could cause a little bit of trouble in the playoffs if you're running all three of those and they're all able to produce a little bit. Um, I don't know. There's some exciting stuff going on there. So I really like the third line's play tonight and particularly Nino Niederreiter. 100% agree with her star of the game. Yeah, and I just to add on there, what, what you were mentioning about playoffs, like this is that's a line that I am much more comfortable uh, putting out there in big minutes because they have to, you know, shadow whoever it is, Jack Eichel uh, or Connor McDavid. I think those are pretty much the two options. It looks like it's most likely going to be uh, Vegas, which is is very very interesting considering the you know the history between the two of the two teams. Um, Don't remind me. And, and, and now Mark Stone is is skating again, which is not good. Color me shocked. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, you know, no, no need to get ahead of ourselves there. Um, but we will get ahead of ourselves a little bit here. And I'm going to ask you, uh, you know, we already talked kind of, you know, what specifically, uh, or so we, we already talked a little bit about how, um, you know, the sharks are the sharks. Uh, but regardless, uh, I'm just curious what you thought in regards to what do you think the jets, uh, can take from this game, um, and and need to make sure that they apply it once they do hit the playoffs, assuming they do, of course. Um, what do you think needs to they need to ensure that they are doing um, that they did tonight? Yeah, and I, I actually kind of want to go back to um, so Maya had a question in the chat. She was just curious. Um, she's a Bruins fan, so I wanted to congratulate her on the wins record. That's dope <laughs> as heck, and I love the Bruins. Um, she wanted to know what happened um, to the Jets when they were in first in their division a couple months ago, and now they're in a wild card spot. So all of that to me was a whole bunch of things happening at once that now are starting to work a little bit better particularly the power play that's something huge that's a little bit more tangible a lot of you know we could talk about vibes this that whatever because it's a very real thing but this team's power play was in the doghouse they were creating nothing they weren't capitalizing there was nothing going on there and it looks a little bit better 
and a strong offensive team needs to have a good power play in order to succeed in the playoffs. And we're we're getting closer to that with this team, which is really, really encouraging for me. So that's something, uh, two power play goals, I believe, tonight, which is always great. Um, so that's something that absolutely needs to persist. I really like that. I want the active D to continue. Um <laughs> I said I wasn't going to say that anymore, but um, not and not just active for the sake of being active, but actually contributing in positive ways. Um, I've been loving the point shots, taking an extra step in and shooting low and creating chaos in front of the net. They've been doing a lot more there. They've been tiring out goalies. They've been drawing penalties from defenders getting frustrated. There's been a lot of good that's been coming from better defensive shots. And that's something I think that was kind of on the back burner for a little bit early on. And I think running with the line combinations they have going right now. I don't think I ever thought I would say this when I saw these first lines. And I feel like I would never say this about a team ever because um, I love line shuffling and I always feel like there are different optimal combinations, but they're working right now. I really like this situation. Um, Lucas says in the chat, you can slot Perfetti into Appleton's spot when he comes back. Can you imagine? Can you imagine running that Mark Shifley, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Cal Connor line against whatever team's second or third line? Um, and then you have... The, the Nemestikov, Ehlers, and Wheeler line, which seems to be working right now. Wheeler hasn't looked like he's still making some similar errors and whatnot, but it, it seems to be mitigated by um, Ehlers and Nemestikov because I think that they're just a really fantastic pairing and they also, um, they, they back check pretty well. So I feel like they don't get hemmed in as much, which is where I feel like we see some of those Wheeler mistakes. So we're just not being put in the position where we have to see them as often anymore and stuff like that. I don't know. I just think this the power play and just the internal motivation and caring and inspiration of just like playing good hockey, that is like the least analytical thing that I feel like I could ever say. And I don't know why SDPN says, pays me to say, just keep the vibes <laughs> up, but like, just keep the vibes up, you know? <laughs> I mean that they floated on vibes for the first what like three months of the season. I mean that's kind of how entirely, entirely it was entirely vibes. Josh Morris he was playing super well. Rick Bonus was a new he like head honcho in town, and everyone was excited about it. And like I don't know, Mark Shifley was scoring a lot. Like what were things that were going well? The penalty kill was good. Like both the special teams were good. Like it's it was entirely vibes. It was mm -hmm. entirely vibes, and then. And okay, Maya is just hitting the nail on, on the head. Every <laughs> single one of these things. She says Perfetti has been missed badly. Dude got hurt and this team just fell apart. So I think bringing the vibes back, scoring more in the power play and, and leaning into this crowd that they got going on. That crowd looked like a lot of fun tonight. And you just know it's going to be a million times better. If they can make it to the playoffs. Oh, I, I, I cannot wait to see just there's something so I in awe, like awe inspiring of just seeing everyone dressed together in in white and cheering on the team like the Canada Life Center. It's one of the smaller buildings. Of course, it's no mullet arena, but it gets loud in there. It gets real loud, especially during the playoffs. Uh, as I said, I was lucky enough to be in the building during the that run, uh, and it was some of the most fun I've had. Even if I was working, um, it was it, it's just it's just fantastic. I, I I love the atmosphere that we have when the team is playing well, and it is fantastic to see that the Candlelight Center is having fun with it, and the vibes are up, as you said. Um, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, the only the like 
going back to the lines, like the lines have been fantastic. I love the fact that Mark Shifley now doesn't have nearly as much, uh, you know, defensive responsibility hoisted onto him. Um, the only thing I would be concerned about is, you know, how that that line is going to react when they are playing against, you know, a top, you know, a t- another team's top line or even their second line. Um, I'm just interested. I'm not saying it's going to be bad or anything like that. I'm just curious how it how it ends up going if it continues the success that they've had. Um, I I I do really like that second line. Of course, I I I will always. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I always have to give Wheeler a little bit of a little bit of tough love here, but I just think that his his uh you know his minutes are best uh you know played. I think I think he's the player. If anything, we look at this team, and in my opinion, goes. That's the guy you need to manage his minutes and try to get the most out of him. Uh, but and, and you know, Rick Bonus already says that about Nick Ehlers, so uh, it's interesting how they're both on the same line. So uh, you know, it, it, it's a give and a take. Um, I think the best version of that line likely doesn't have Blake Wheeler on it, but uh, I digress. I will I will leave that there. Um, but other than that, like yeah, like the, these lines have been working very very well. And as we talked about, you know, bring Cole Pervetti back, you know, assuming that he he is able to join the lineup again um like i don't even know who gets taken out because like there's something about sakumana line in that uh that the coach just loves um and and there are there are things he's fantastic on the penalty kill like that is his bread and butter the issue is Mm -hmm. other than that not not quite the best player um I don't see yeah. them taking out Morgan Barron. I don't see no. them taking out Kevin Stenland, Mason Appleton, no way. And like I, I I would love to put Perfetti in that Appleton slot, but I do realistically, if that t- if that line is going up against uh another team's top line or second line that they need to shut down, there's no way that Perfetti is being added to that line, right? No. I my my vision on that um is that I think just due to the fact that Cole Perfetti at his healthiest, his biggest weakness is the speed of the game. Um, and that's not like I I could talk for hours about how that's not that detrimental when it comes to him. I worry about him and I wonder if they're even going to try and slot him back in to be completely honest with you. Like, obviously, if they were to, like make the second round or something, it'd be a different story. But in order for him to make it into the lineup in any capacity, uh, I think they'd probably be rushing him back from his injury a little bit. And if he's not fully ready, it probably won't be. I don't know. I I just I don't see it happening. And, and they, if they like he to does, ease, they like to ease ease their players into exactly. after injuries. Yeah, exactly. And so and if they do, um, like Sacramento Line is the only one that I feel like like Kevin Stenlin is a maybe for me, but he's we he's know a, how this no, team but he, he's finds, a, he's a face off guy. Like that's he's a face off guy. That's we know the how issue. This, that, that's where I was going to go is that we know how this team likes to define their players and they're an eye for an eye when it comes to slotting guys in and out. When Sacramento lining comes out, they're never going to put someone in there who's not a penalty killer. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not how they roll. So I struggle to see, to me, the most likely, genuinely, is probably Morgan Barron as a swap. Um, but I just don't see that happening. Like, I, I really don't see Cole Perfetti joining this team until October. Yeah, I like... I, I, I think about like if if I was if I was I would just put him directly in where Blake Wheeler is like perfect like I wouldn't take Blake Wheeler out he deserves to play he's good enough to still play of course in this league um, but I just think that that would be a line that would work well and also maybe um, you know I personally have uh, I, I give a better 
I have a better opinion of of Cole Perfetti's defense than maybe uh, the coach does, just because he's you know a rookie or whatever. But uh, he is, in my opinion, better defensively than Wheeler. So I think then maybe you could get a little more uh, confidence going with being able to play that line in their defensive zone. He also previously was a center, so he can maybe take some of those draws as well uh, because he doesn't seem to trust Nemestikov. And you know, actually, just a small thing about the lines, like I just feel that, that like as much as I like how it is. I feel like that Nemestikov Ehlers Wheeler line just gets kind of kind of left in the dust sometimes because either Oh yeah, it's not enough to be a second line. Well, but 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 the issue is is that Rick Bonus doesn't trust them enough to to let them take nope. draws in their own zone. Um and you know, there there are there were times tonight where I was like I I would be you know, this is when they're they're supposed to go on to take this draw in the offensive zone. And then you have like Lowry's line going out, which actually I think I, I remember saying that on the one where Lowry made that diving uh, you know, sliding past to whoever. So, you know, I was wrong very clearly, but um but I just I I, I just feel like there's too many things that step over that line in the sense of you know, there's the top line that obviously needs to play 20 minutes a night, which it should. Um, there is the, you know, every time power plays happen, uh, penalty kills, this, that, and the other thing that kind of get in the way of that line playing, which kind of does suck. And, you know, if you look at the, the ice time, there is, uh, you know, a bit of a discrepancy between some of them. But uh, but regardless, I do like the, the, the setup that the Jets have going right now because I do think that they have been playing well. Um, the other thing I'll say very quickly was, uh, again, just to agree with you, the power play has been so much better ever since Nick Ehlers has joined this power play. They have looked like an actual power play. It's insane. It's insane that this player was not on the top unit for like two to three months and however many years before that. Uh, he now is 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 the quarterback of the power play. When he gets the puck on that left side, he is is constantly moving. He's creating uh, movement and he has five options every time he has the puck there. He's able to either one, rip a shot on. He's either two, pass it down to the goal line where Mark Shifley is so he can make a pass into the middle. Uh, three, he can do the kind of slap shot pass kind of thing uh where you know it'll go to uh Pierre Dubois who's in the middle uh if they're not watching the seam pass across to Connor we already saw how that works the other day mm-hmm. uh and then of course there's always uh Josh Morrissey giving him help back there so they've been fantastic your power play is infinitely better when your anchor is not the point guy I will say that until I die it's We're- so much better when Dustin Bufflin was obviously the power play quarterback this that whatever when he was there but Blake Wheeler was the anchor and that's why that power play was so good when Blake Wheeler was doing what he did best. And now that it's Ehlers, left wall, chef's kiss, no notes. So much better. Uh, and the chaos, the chaos they create, infinitely better. So much more in tune with what we want to see from this team. Uh, we are speaking quickly because uh, we don't have Zoom Pro, so we are about to <laughs> about to lose each other on Broke the call. Queens, um, yes. Quick question. If, if you had to choose between uh, Vegas and Edmonton, who would you rather play? Go. Vegas. Yeah. Vegas, yeah, Vegas, I, Vegas, Vegas. I'm terrified of the Edmonton Oilers right now. I'm not yeah. going near that. No, thank you. Vegas I, is a wild card. They always have been to me. Um, so I'm taking Vegas. Before we head off, I just want to say we only have two games left of the regular season on game over. Could be our last two games if the Winnipeg Jets don't get their act together. Um, but we have some really fun, exciting stuff coming up in the next couple of games. Brady and I will be here together, um, hopefully with a couple of really awesome guests as well. So thank you so much for being here. Make sure you guys like the chat on or like the stream. Pardon me on the way out. Thank you for being active in the chat tonight. We love you guys. We've been having an awesome time this season. Obviously, it's not done yet, and hopefully we're playing for many weeks to come. Um, but always want to get my words in there of how much we have a good time when we're doing this together. 
Wow. And you got it in before uh, before Zoom kicks you out. Yes. Uh, again, we really do appreciate you guys tuning in here with us. We're we're excited and ready to have a lot of fun this off season. I'm probably going to lose Liz in a moment. Uh, Liz, thank you for joining me tonight. You didn't have to. And you, you, you were nice enough to join me and provide me with someone to talk to. Uh, about this team um but th that's gonna be pretty much it for us here uh make sure you follow us oh there goes Liss. oh oh there we go oh back to the screen okay uh thank you guys all for for joining us here tonight uh make sure to follow us on uh on twitter uh or follow at sdpn sports follow myself at nhl chunky follow Liss at Liss hood uh, I did a podcast with uh, my buddy Alex Metzger uh, on the Eminem podcast, just talking about the playoff race. Uh, obviously, it might be a slightly out of date, but it came out. Uh, it was right after the Calgary Flames game, so uh, a lot of the stuff we talked about there is still, imp uh, you know, important to now. Uh, and we obviously talked about the East too, not just the West. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Go check that out. Uh, but other than that, guys, we will see you tomorrow. It's a back to back. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we will have a guest. We're gonna keep it secret for now, just to make sure that we uh that we do have them but it will be a great guest we cannot wait uh so make sure you guys tune in tomorrow after the wild game hopefully the winnipeg jets can pull off the you know at least an ot loss or shootout loss to get one point hopefully a win and uh let's carry this into the playoffs boys win the next game win colorado go in there with some swagger and uh who knows what can happen i'm feeling a lot more optimistic these days i don't know how about you guys uh anyways i'm awful at outros I'm finally going to say goodbye. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Stay safe. Have fun. Go Jets go. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.